I'm your host, Arrow Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. Do you ever catch yourself wondering, am I making the right choice? Do you ever catch yourself thinking, is this answer true? Is this in alignment with what I know to be true, with what I believe to be true for me right here and right now? So oftentimes we get entangled in our own minds thinking about obsessing over trying to make the right choice, find the right answer. But how often is the right answer not even in existence, perhaps not even true in your current situation? We fall into analysis paralysis because we're searching for the right answer. But sometimes that right answer doesn't even truly exist because what does right even mean? What does it mean to have the right answer? How much time are you spending searching for the right answer or the right decision or the right move? And the right answer, the right decision, the right move may not even exist. It may be a falsehood to begin with that keeps you in a cycle, in a loop, in a spiral, going around and around and around, never finding your truth. There's a quote by Amanda Callow, founder of Sixth Sense. She says, stay true to yourself and your vision. Don't let any one person's opinion move you. Listen, but be confident. So Roger, I think it might be helpful for us to explain what is the difference between right and true. What do those mean? What are those definitions to kind of set the platform, set the stage for our conversation, because this can get very confusing. And as you and I were talking about this episode, I think we had to reestablish what right and what true means and how we perceive those definitions to be and what they actually are time and time again to make sure that we're laying the platform correctly. So let's discuss what is the difference between true and right. Yeah, here's what true is. True, noun. It would be in accordance with fact or reality, and the adjective for true would be accurate or exact. For right, the noun is true or correct as a fact, and the adverb would be correctly. So those are the definitions we're going to use and try to stick to as best we can as we discuss the difference between true and right. And when you talk about the definition of true, Roger, with it being in accordance with fact or reality, I think it was fun seeing these definitions visually side by side because we realized that, and I think we knew this and we talked about this in our conversation, but it helped to explore the definitions and see side by side that true is in accordance with fact or reality the fact of reality is external and true is in accordance with that external fact of reality. Whereas the right was true or correct as a fact, it was saying this is the reality, this is the absolute. And this is why we want to discuss true versus right because how oftentimes are we telling ourselves that there's a right answer, but in reality, there's no external true or correct as a fact answer. It's contextual. It's in accordance with an external factor reality. It's based upon the current situation. And you and I were talking about kind of metaphors to help illustrate this. With true, we talked about a dartboard. The dartboard is the context. You can hit the bullseye. You can have that accuracy within the context of the dartboard, but there is no external target. Right. There is no absolute right. external target. It's based on in accordance with the, or in the context of the dartboard. And right, we talked about being that as a, a judgment or a grading or a test. You said that really resonated with you. It kind of struck a chord with you. Share what that means. Yeah, right says to me that it's right from a certain perspective. 
or there might be some moral or ethical piece to it. There is a judgment there. If I say I'm right, or this feels right, I may be putting some subjective quality out there around it. And that helped me, and what really helped me see it was when you said, I see true as more of a dartboard, a bullseye. And that to me resonated earlier on when we were talking about what true really is. Like true is data, fact. You're not really going to argue with that so much. So we can agree, right? I hit the bullseye. I am right on target with true. True, there's really no wavering. Right is something that we can just explore a little more. There's a little more, like you said, judgment to it. Yes. And with the, I talk about the accuracy or the exactness with true versus correctly is right. Judgment is, did you do it correctly? Did you do it right? And as you said, it can be sometimes subjective, but the judgment may be subjective, but the message may come across as objective, as in this is right, absolutely, or this is right all the time. That may be the messaging that's received or perceived, but it was really just correctly in that judgment scenario, in that judgment call. Exactly. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to a story that I think helps illustrate this. So we were talking about this from the standpoint of what people struggle with, right? Is it true versus right? What it reminded me of is like when I was starting my business, everybody, right? Everybody tells you what's right to do. <laughs> and we're bombarded with messages about yes. what to do. And I was bombarded, quite honestly, with what to do from a digital marketing standpoint. There was all this information that was just coming at me nonstop. If you want to be successful, this is the right thing to do, right? That's what people were putting out there. And so what happened was it was conflicting with what I suspected to be true. The things that people were telling me to do often were in conflict or weren't quite aligning with what I knew to be true to my mission of what I was trying to set out there for people. Whether it was elevating other people or it was with emotional intelligence, it just wasn't ringing true, not quite yet. I had to align the two. So like many of our listeners and with clients that you and I both have, we do have this internal struggle. What is the right thing to do? And I've caught myself with that so many times, right? You know, so every time I see one of these, the visual I get in my head is of me, you know, finger on my cheek, looking up like, oh my gosh, what's the right thing to do? I so want to be right. I so want to be right. And then when I finally stopped doing that, mm -hmm. I stopped because nobody was judging me, <laughs> right? There was no judgment going on. And we're going to talk about that a little later about how to, we're going to give that in the takeaways, but I finally stopped because I realized that I could define what was going on. And so this notion of being right, I was trying to accomplish with the right focus, the right message, stopping and just examining what the heck was going on, having some awareness. There's the emotional intelligence piece coming in, having some awareness of what was happening. That really helped. Well, I think about as you were saying that and describing that experience and what was going on for you mentally and emotionally, Roger, I just imagined this weight, this pressure. That's what I sensed was this pressure to make the right decision, to have the right answer. And when it, you talk about letting that go, it's this release of pressure. And how much more free are you to explore options, solutions, opportunities, potential answers to your challenges when you released that pressure? What a beautiful way to describe it and an accurate way to describe it. Because yeah, that weight was lifted off of me. And then I was free to see more options around me because I didn't have that filter or that burden of wondering if I was right <laughs> or not. Yeah, it just completely took that off. It's a very freeing experience. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share with you a really funny, random metaphor or analogy that just popped in my head because you talked about options. And my thought was, yeah, the opposite of that is looking for a needle in a haystack. 
sometimes looking for the right answers, like looking for a needle in a haystack. And so the reason I'm going to share that this is an absolutely ridiculous metaphor is because I thought if you're just looking for something sharp, it, it doesn't need to be a needle. Just take a piece of that hay and go sharpen it. <laughs> if you just need something uh, narrow, small, and pinpointed, there's plenty of options. If you need a needle, that's one thing. But if you're <laughs> if you just need something small and sharp, there's probably lots of options that you're missing if you're looking for that needle in a haystack. What a great reframe. I love that. Yes. Again, you described it so perfectly. That's what having to be right can do to you if you're in your business or working for someone. Trying to make that decision, what is, oh my gosh, it is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Look at what you're trying to accomplish and do it. Just do it. Yeah, that obsession of trying to find the right answer can result in a lot of time and mental energy lost. Yes. As you shared your story about looking for the right answer or having that pressure and that weight of trying to figure out what's right, I kind of have a little bit of guilt perhaps from the past that letting go as I'm sharing this, but I have a little bit of guilt from the past of communicating with others that there was a right answer when I did perhaps didn't have the awareness that what I perceived to be the right answer, right? As I was a communicator, I was a trainer of this is what is right. This is what you have to do or what you should do. Perhaps did not have the awareness that what I was telling them was the right answer may not be what was the best answer or the best solution or the best resource for that person. As a trainer, you're doing the best that you can. You're trying to provide the resources you want people to be successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. So oftentimes when someone's saying, hey, this is the right answer, and that doesn't resonate with you or doesn't sit well with you, and you feel that angst or that pressure or that misalignment, it's okay to feel that. It's important to be aware of that. And just because someone is putting that on you, perhaps unintentionally putting that pressure on you, they may be doing it with very good intention, with a very good heart, wanting to help. But their right answer may not be the right answer for you. And I think it's important to realize that whether you're in the position of sharing answers or receiving answers, there may not be only one right answer. And if you're just trying to find that right answer, it can close your mind to so many opportunities as we're talking about. Exactly. It can be extremely limiting in working with people who have limiting beliefs. I mean, it just feeds into that cycle that it is kind of a trap because the more you're searching for right, the fewer options are going to be available to you. The sooner you can accept that there is no right answer, the freer you're going to be. In my days working in corporate environments, I would hear all these people say, you know, this is the right way. This is the right way to do it. And I bristled (laughs) at that because, you know, the questioning part of me was like, (laughs) what makes you think that's the right way? And I understand authority and all that. If you're the person who gets to make the decision, they're fine, go right ahead. But when you're having a conversation or a discussion and you're supposedly opening things up for dialogue, the notion of right just says to me, well, you're not opening the conversation up. I think you and I talked about it being a one and done decision, right? It's final. There's no room. So I'm like, why am I even here then? (laughs) You know, if that's the way we're going. So to bring it back to internal, back to an internal thing, you're doing the same thing to yourself. Yeah, right. You're saying to yourself, well, this is a one and done. And if I just continue down this path and I'm searching for the right answer, I don't know. I'm here to tell you from experience, you're going to be there a while. Mm. Oh, that's the result of analysis paralysis, Yes, right? You spin circles and you don't actually make any movement. No. In project management, it's a huge thing. In business analysis, you can just analyze something to death and get nowhere, right? There are a hundred different ways to analyze something, but at some point you got to stop. You've got to stop and understand that you have the best options on the table. Choose one, move forward. I love that. And I think that ties to the question of, we've talked a lot about right versus true, but we haven't really dug into what is true. 
And true is about what's true for you or true in the context, right? Going back to the definitions of right and true, right is more of a definition or perception of external absolute right, only one right answer. Whereas true is more contextual. It's more in accordance with factor reality. It's what is true for you? What is true in this situation? What is true? What can we deduce to be true based on the data that we have, based on the information that we know to be accurate? What is the true or the best answer, the best choice in this situation? And as you said, with starting with the self, it's important to do that with yourself and say, what is the true answer for me right now? And I think that's such a powerful tool. When you're getting all of these quote-unquote right answers from so many people, their right answer is likely what was true for them and what they found to work and what they found to be right because it was true in their situation, in their context. And again, the intention is probably very good. It was true for them. They perceived it, therefore, to be right, and they want to share that right answer with others. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And for others, it may resonate true, and so it's quote-unquote right answer for them. But finding what's true for you is very important, and I think it's important to have that filter when getting the influx of all of these supposedly right answers. 100% right. (laughs) Correct. Because... (laughs) That's what's fun about doing a show on right versus true. (laughs) So you said something to me as advice that really helped. There is a truth and there is your truth. Mm -hmm. You followed that up with that is in alignment with your truth. I hope you remember saying that. I think that was you that said that. That doesn't sound like me. It sounds like something something Ariel (laughs) would say. So there's a truth and there is your truth and there's a right that is in alignment with your truth. Yeah, that makes sense because what I was talking about earlier, right? The way to run my business, the way to do digital marketing or the way to write blogs or the way to be on social media, whatever the heck it was, Mm -hmm. it had to be right in alignment with my truth in order for those two things to happen, right? Then it could be right and then it could be true. So we're not here saying that those two are mutually exclusive by no means. Again, being open to learning, I'm going to bring the emotional intelligence piece in here, not putting a label on right for a long time. And I have to check myself in this. I would always equate right with good. Right has to be good. The opposite or else the opposite is true. Not right equals bad. And once I got away from labeling that, again, that helped with, at least in my case, you know, lifting that burden. And I hope it does for other people. Once I got to a point of being open and executing on ideas and realizing, you know, let's just take the label of right off of this. It feels right right now, like you said, within the context of what I'm doing. What happened when I executed and did a few things on social media? Was I judged? I don't know. But nothing bad came of what I was doing. Nothing bad happened when I published the blog that I worried about. Nothing bad happened from that speech that I wrote. I got feedback. Sure. Wouldn't it be interesting to go back and say, well, geez, you wondered if it was the right thing to do. Your actions were the right thing to do. Well, they were at the time. Right. They were. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah yeah right correct yeah that's what we did yeah, absolutely and so once you kind of get yourself in that kind of mindset and that kind of thinking we're here to tell you good things can happen i'm stepping into your arena here a little bit but once you overcome that barrier or once you address that barrier you'll be surprised at what opens up for you 100 percent. and as you talk about the assessment looking back of right and then judging good or bad but was that the right answer and you said who knows, but it was true for you. It was the decision that you made at the time, the best decision that you could, given what you knew at the time. We talked about that in a different episode about not beating yourself up for not knowing what you didn't know. But if you assess a decision or even perhaps a resource or a person, whatever it may be, if you assess it as right because it worked out in the situation, 
you made a, a judgment call, made the decision that was true for you in the time and the context. And then you say, was that the right decision? And you say, yes. Then when you apply it to another situation and it doesn't work out, what does that mean? And I find that people then lose some confidence in their decision-making mm-hmm. ability because they're like, but I assess that is right. I thought that was the right decision, the right choice, the right move. But then when I did it over here, it didn't produce that same result that I wanted. I didn't get that confirmation, that affirmation, that positive result that I expected because of this previous experience and situation. And that is the danger with assessing something as right versus true in context. Because just because it seemed to be right, because it worked in one context, doesn't mean it will work in that next context. So saying, is this true for right now? Is this true for me? The best true answer or best true decision based on what I know about the situation is, I think, a much more powerful tool and language to use because it results in less of that expectation that you always be right. And I want folks to listen to what you just said there. Go back and play that again, because (laughs) that is so true. There's a lot of great advice there. If I go back two, three years, heck, if I go back two, three months, Mm -hmm. you know, what I thought was right then is is different than what it is now. Mm -hmm. And so acting within the context of what I did then, it was right for right then. And how I felt about it was true. If those two things were alignment, fantastic, move on. So very, very wise words there. Well, don't ask me to repeat it because you know I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm trying to say something, I forget what I said. Well, I meant it, it came out true, but ask me to repeat it again in a different context, not easy for me to do. <laughs> no, and it goes back to what we've been saying. And I think we were talking about creating this particular episode. We'll go back to right means only one thing exists. True equals open to ideas, interpretation. So mm-hmm. that's a very key thing. Absolutely. It's all about the assessment. And again, with the assessment, you're assessing what is truth right now based on this context, what is accurate and real within the context of the situation. Right provides less room for exploration and there's a danger to that. So seeking what is true and what is right, uh, having those alignment, but knowing that right externally, there may be something that is right for you because it's always true for you. And that might be on a more gut level, visceral level, on a morals basis. And we're certainly... Not against that, of course. We were very in alignment with knowing what you know to be right, but not mixing up right and true because you don't want to create that expectation of always having the right answer and getting lost in that analysis paralysis versus doing a quick assessment of what is true right now. So with that, challenge yourself to understand the scenario, to ask if there are other answers. Assess the situation as the situation itself and not get caught up and analysis paralysis, always searching for the right answer. Roger, would you share some key takeaways from this conversation? Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Accept that there might not be a right answer and be okay with that. Accept the decision for what it is. And I love how you added to this one. We said, drop the expectation that you make the right decision or have the right answer. Just drop it. Do that 100%. Embrace the opportunity, right? We said this, embrace the opportunity to make the decision that is true right now based upon your context, based upon your intuition, based on what's in accordance with your current reality. So the big thing is acceptance and then move on from there. What about yours? What's another takeaway? Well, I certainly see this a lot with clients and with business owners, with all different roles. We all at different times fall into analysis paralysis. Uh, Those who consider themselves to be very analytical and those who don't, we can all fall into the trap of analysis paralysis. So be aware of when you are overanalyzing, searching for the right answer. Catch your language. 
the language that you use with yourself is so powerful. We talk about this context in other episodes, but the language that you use with yourself is extremely powerful. So be aware of it. Catch it. If you're saying, well, what's the right answer? Catch yourself and ask yourself, am I really searching for the right answer? Am I searching for the best solution, the best answer based on this context right now? And play a game of what if. What if I just implement this? What would happen if I just implemented or made a decision? If I made this decision, would that resonate true with what may produce what I'm looking for? Is that the best decision I can make right now? Because making a decision, the best decision that you can right now is better than getting caught up in analysis paralysis, searching for the right answer, searching for that needle in a haystack. So be aware and catch yourself when you're in the analysis paralysis trap. Those are two great takeaways for everyone to hold on to. Love them. Well, then until next time, this is Ariel and Roger helping you to master your personality, perspective, and productivity. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message MP3 to 888-523-2494 to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening.